This week's Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Talking Simpsons listeners can go to caspertrial.com slash lasertime and get $50 towards any new mattress. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons, where we're recording live from the rat's nest. I am your host, Bob Mackey, the handsomest boy in Albany, New York, and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Uh, Joe Piscopo lover, Henry Gilbert. Uh, <laughs> oh, Doctor, Chris Antista. And today's episode is Lisa's first word. Can't sleep. Clown will eat me. Which aired on December 3rd, 1992, and Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in Simpsons history. Certainly hope so. Hold on. <gasps> oh my god! Oh, Dr. Bobby, Jerry Rice has caught his 100th touchdown. Fans may now purchase Star Trek, the screensaver, for the low, low cost of $39.95, and <laughs> Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, drives a nail through the foot of the U.S. box office. Uh, wow. So instead of paying $40, I could just turn my monitor off, right? That's also an option. I would try to get sound. I'm like, oh, yeah, these don't have sound. <laughs> these are, there are six, they're like 100 minutes of sprite-based Star Trek animations mm. that you pay 40 God, bucks for. That's back when you could sell screensavers. I remember in the 19, After Dark series. I remember like 1997, 98, I was so mm-hmm. impressed that through United Artists, no, not United Artists, uh, King Feature Syndicate or whatever, mm-hmm. they were like, hey, download this free Garfield screensaver. I was like, oh boy, Garfield, <laughs> he's walking to the fridge and he opens it and it lit up, wow! <laughs> and this was like the After Dark series, so it didn't even start itself. You had to open the program and execute <laughs> the screensaver before you left. You had to load the fly- flying toasters at EXE. And that's really what it was, just Spock flying toasters. Jeez. Mm. I was so excited for uh, Home Alone 2 when it came out, but I think I was old enough then to... Realize, like, this is just the, the movie again. You I loved just it. did it again. It is the exact same movie with the exact mm-hmm. same characters, give or take a Donald Trump yes. and, and a Rob An even more uh, unbelievable premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is way more far fetched. Mm-hmm. You can't. Well, maybe just the post nine eleven world. Can you? You can't get on the wrong flight somewhere. Yeah, it I don't is care very, how many ticket ladies you knock over. It is a very pre nine eleven movie, I think. <laughs> well, and this time instead of his house, he has like a, a triple oh. the size abandoned hotel. To show or... how wealthy the McAllisters are, like, we he, just have a house we don't use in we New York. We have a two twenty five million dollar brownstone in the middle of Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, I want Kevin to die actually. So this episode, uh, before it starts, actually we have, we have one landmark thing that happens. It's the first use of the uh, famous circus couch gag. Ah. One of the long couch guys before they all became viral videos that are like three minutes long uh and this is basically used to eat up time when an episode is too short and this episode i is think is that why they've used it more than once pretty Al much gene and mike reese are very open about wow. it like, they're not they're not ashamed but like our episodes were always short so we used yeah. this like five times this episode has the full opening mm-hmm. this couch gag and like a lot of uh rock and roll animation and like a lot of clearly just like treading water i think there's like 17 minutes of actual content in this episode which is really good <laughs> But there's it's a, funny, like, you, you couldn't have just written more jokes, guys? There's a number of lines where, like, and then let's turn, let's run it in reverse and say a new joke. Yeah, and the, the infamous floating heads that repeat themselves, which we see quite a few I times. I love those floating yeah. heads, though. Hello, Joe. Mm-hmm. Wow, Joe. That, that goes on excruciatingly long for a scene I was looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. So the ads, 
the ads ahead of time, I remember that they were really hitting hard, like, Maggie's going to say her first word. This is one of those things, like, you've waited forever. You're going to see it. Maggie's going to say a word. Like, I was super-duper jazzed for it. The ads got me really hyped up. Mm. We've waited. You've waited so long, one ninth of the Simpsons lifespan. It's funny, yeah. The episode is called Lisa's first word, but it's actually about Maggie's first word, yeah. and we hear about Bart's first word immediately in the episode. Yes, and that's that's crazy because it's just him seeing his parents. Just how ribald the Simpsons is yeah. for this yeah. era. Did, did this concept get you guys to ask your parents like what your first word was when the episode? Ended? I feel Ugh. like I must have asked. But... I think so. I think it was just like Dada or yeah, whatever. I think mine yeah. was I. Recall, I was told it was dad as well because my mom was like, Oh, you didn't say mama. Well, was she... Reaganomics. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, dad, dad is easier for babies to say than mama. Yeah. But that, so that's it, why it's usually their first. It word. rolls off a tiny tongue. <laughs> and uh, this is another Jeff Martin written episode. It's yeah. the second in his flashback trilogy. Mm-hmm. He first did uh, the uh, Homer Gets a Job one. Uh, Bart's birth. Now he's doing Lisa's birth. Yeah, he won't write Maggie's birth. His ne- his the final one is the B sharps. Yeah, like I Married Marge was very specifically laser focused 1980 nostalgia. This is very specifically focused 1983-84 nostalgia. Yeah. That's what makes these episodes great. It's about like very key moments in these one or two years. Yeah, and it almost matches up with the original chronology of the ch- the Simpsons children's ages. Yeah, a that bit, was... a bit. I mean, like oh. Bart was born in 81 and Lisa's born in 84, so it's a little shaky at this the point. The year is already yeah. floated, yes. Yeah, but still, it's, it's pretty close. And their designs fit up really well. Too. Yeah. And you get to see, I, well, so it starts off with them trying to make Maggie say a word. Indeed. Say a word. Why are they so interested this week and then no <laughs> other week? I don't know why. Maggie, can you say Baba? Can you say Mama? Can you say Get Bent? Bart, Mr. Rogers says it all the time. He does not. Maggie, can you say Daddy? Daddy? Kitty. 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 Bebop. Shove it. Shove it. Uh, Did you hear that? She said burlap. I don't think so. (laughs) Oh, Maggie. When are you going to talk? Well, don't push her. Remember, it's better to remain silent and be thoughtful than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. What does that mean? (laughs) Better say something or they'll think you're stupid. Takes one to know one. Swish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, la- I love that. Bart joke. really should have kept his vulgar keychain to teach Maggie. Yeah. Go to hell. Go, Go to hell. hell. Kiss my butt. That reference to Mr. Rogers implies Mr. Rogers was alive when this aired. Yeah, uh, uh, he was such a sweet man. He's, he's one of the best. He's the best we can do as human beings, I yeah. think, Mr. Rogers. This episode, uh, Marge also reads from Fretful Mother magazine, and this reminded me that this episode has a runner that was so, like, uh, kind of forgotten even by the writers halfway through the season that Marge gets so much information from magazines. Like, she is yeah. reading his very specific magazine, <laughs> and then will say, well, this magazine says... Mm. Which now you just say this this article that was shared with me on Twitter says she'd be reading mommy blogs and I think a lot ah. of them are just written to troll people like we had a moonrise kingdom party for our one year old <laughs> like what <laughs> this is just for you oh, God. that's a real article by the way I feel like there up. must have been a recent episode where Marge starts a mommy blog there, I like mean it. it feels like such an obvious idea yeah I, yeah um, if it's so obvious they must have done it well this is uh, our our third flashback episode yeah yeah well, yeah I like that was I married Marge. Again, I I structure the news segments the same way Homer introduces flashbacks, makes Mm. a minor joke about something real, and I like that Marge gets to do it this time for Mm. 1984. 
The story of Lisa's first word is very cute. Tell, tell it, Mom. Mom. Tell it, Mom. Yeah, tell it, Mom. Well, yeah. this story begins in that unforgettable spring of 1983. Ms. Pac-Man struck a blow for women's rights. A young Joe Piscopo taught us how to laugh. <laughs> Before Lisa was born, we lived in a tiny apartment on the Lower East Side of Springfield. Chip, which for sale? Chocolate chip or oatmeal raisin? What what am I not getting? What is this supposed to be? It is, uh, I feel it's like Conan O'Brien in love with old-timey stuff. So it's like an anachronism that Simpsons like live in old-timey New York. Like Godfather 2 era. Like Godfather 2 or Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah, exactly. Turn of the century, Lower East Side Manhattan. I get that. Even the Italian guy. Mm. But the chip witch. I is mean, that just something that was out in 84? Instead of selling, like, what what, what would a vendor be selling, like, peanuts or something? I like, a like chip pe- which is a... Penicillin? Mm. <laughs> or, like, the fishmonger, perhaps? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Sweet bass. The good yeah. old fishmonger, as made famous in Barton Fink. I want to think <laughs> chip witches were around since, like, the... 40s or 30s yeah, or something. Seem like they a were new invention. You would be surprised. We did all this research. We should have looked up what chip But it always are. amazes Damn me it. it took ketchup that long to build itself in an upside down bottle. That's a recent invention God. for mm-hmm. a fucking hundred year old problem. We failed as humans. Exactly. So it could have taken a while to put ice cream in between two cookies. Yeah. Mm, Someone boy, had to do it. Mm-hmm. It was delicious when it finally happened. So wait, let's be honest. Marge, in whatever period this is supposed to be, looks hot as fuck. She is, uh, the director points out she's dressed like a 50s housewife, yes. even, with, like, the spandex pants it and, like, the bandana in her hair. Yeah. Well, and she's with vague uh, ethnic stereotypes. And yeah. This is also a double episode of Yardley Smith playing not Lisa. She really? is She is both, really boils my potato, potato that's yeah. her, and hello, Joe, is her. Oh, is that her? Is it really? Okay. Yeah, we'll listen to it. That, I swear, yeah. that's her. I don't have uh, Chip Witch, though... While ice cream sandwiches have been sold in New York City since the 1890s, Richard LaMotta created Chip Witch in 1981. <gasps> Holy shit. Wow, cool. So I was so, very discovery. I, I I didn't give it credit for trying to root it in some kind of time period, but mm-hmm. I guess so. Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm learning stuff. <laughs> and I do love in the B-Sharps episode that they bring back up Joe Piscopo that he had gone on to conquer Hollywood. Was uh, this shortly for, after Joe Piscopo meets Data on Star Trek? You're talking about New Jersey's next governor, so you watch your mouth. Oh my no. god, you watch no. your mouth. Don't um, insult Frank Sinatra around him. Uh, as retro <laughs> gamers, did you guys enjoy the joke about ancient arcade games? Yes, yeah. uh, I want to see what Kick the Can looks like, the, ar- <laughs> the arcade version. This is not too dissimilar from the Atari's first three years of games. Oh, exactly. Adventure. Yeah. I, always think of <laughs> those, I always think of those super simple arcade games when we will go to california extreme i think oh is this stickball like this game's basically stickball they also had mumbledy peg and oh, i i only recently that? learned what that is it's like a knife throwing game what? and you would hear about all the time like kids playing mumbledy peg but it's Not actually like, a, like kind of like jarts but with throwing knives i'm oh, almost positive this is gonna be this episode is gonna be ripe with this kind of shit yes, i'm so uh, happy prepared for trivia yeah. brace yourselves everyone well that reference to the final episode of mash as well like really dates it and i all now i can only think of the final episode of mash because it's referenced all the time on the comedy bang bang tv show Mm. like they say time for me to watch my favorite tv show the final episode of mash or saying your (laughs) that your ratings are lower than even the greatest tv show ever the final episode of mash i I did not know that it's famously one of the most watched non-super bowl things on american (laughs) television so Mm -hmm. actually that dates this specifically Mm If they had watched it last night, the final episode of MASH, when this episode opens, Mm -hmm. then it is March 1st, 1983. Uh, People did 
There's a lot of there's a lot of things with the specific dates and events. You know in this Lisa's episode. birthday if you watch yeah. it, if, if you dig, and we'll get to that uh, technically. But I, I, well, one of the things I really love about this, and I know it's uh, maybe kind of lazy, that there's just so much TV watching in mm-hmm. this. And that is like another uh, Algie Mike Reese staple, I think, towards these later episodes of their run. They do a lot of parodies. So are they the guys who work too. for yeah. Carson? What's that? Are oh, they the guys yes. who work for Carson? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they, they were not really happy with their time there. They barely even talked to him. They, they're I, I they're never... months away from Carson being on their show. Yeah. So. I, I thought this was like them just trying to, I don't know, just show Carson real quick. But the more I look at these jokes they keep showing with Carson, they're intentionally terrible. Yeah, it's like and... I think they, 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 they said they wrote the ultimate Johnny Carson joke. Yeah. Uh, and they put it in the show. The Coast Guard arrested Boy George for scraping the barnacles off his dinghy. <laughs> 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 I like how Bart tries to say hi. Oh, I love cute. cute little Bart and little Lisa. You should really listen to the uh, Albert, sorry, uh, Gilbert Gottfried podcast with Mike Reese. He talks about oh. his time on that show mm. oh and how God. he basically had one meeting with Johnny Carson. You go into his office and it's like you're on a, his talk show. You kind of sit in the same <laughs> wow. places and he, apparently he was not a fun guy to work with. Uh, you sit like in a love seat next to him. I feel like I got to listen to that just because... Mike Reese and Gilbert Godfrey seem like like brothers. Like yeah. they're they're very similar dudes. So in nineteen ninety two I guess 80s nostalgia felt fresher then. Like, we've now lived through 20 years of 80s nostalgia it has after never, this. It's never gone away. This, this it is, never stopped. I, this is that awesome period I like to call. This is, it feels more 70s nostalgia. Just because mm-hmm. I was there, I didn't get any of these fucking jokes. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember who ran for what office or what the commercials were. Well, this was news to me as yeah. a kid because I was two in 84, yeah. so I didn't remember any of these things. Yeah. I had no clue what the final episode of MASH was or Chip was. Witches or any of that stuff. Like I Married Marge, it was a fun window into a world I never got to experience, really. It, yeah. My brain was not formed enough in 83. I, I worry when we do our show, looking back on things, like, oh, people aren't going to understand this. I didn't understand any of this shit or half the stuff that came out of the mouths of the robots in Mystery Science Year 2000, but it always made me more curious. Yeah, yeah. I would ask parents or, like, go on USA and try to watch the movies. Mm-hmm. Also, Bart's barely two, maybe two, mm-hmm. and Homer strangles him. Yeah. That has to be the youngest it's ever been mm-hmm. oh and i did like at the very beginning mm-hmm. homer's asking maggie to say daddy so it's yeah. a through line the entire mm-hmm. episode that's good storytelling pretty great right? and I, I just love young bart so much <laughs> got your nose got your wallet no <laughs> bart don't you ever do that again understand beep Ah! Guess what, homie? There's going to be twice as much love in this house as there is now. We're going to start doing it in the morning? No. Oh. We're going to have another baby. Marge, that's... Bye-bye, Keys. Get another bow. Yes, Do we, we have, have a name for that yet? I <laughs> always call it bow woe geez. The first, the first doe kind of. Yeah. yeah, it was first heard again in the first episode, but it's sometimes easy to forget because Homer is hitting his head on yeah. metal as he's doing it after Santa's little helper loses so bad. I mean, this episode is really packed with a lot of things, but it's it's kind of weird that Homer is not concerned about another child as he was concerned about having yeah. Bart. It's just it's like, oh. Very relaxed, yeah. and it felt like one of those moments where they just say like, hey, "Look, everybody knows Lisa's going to be born. That's the reason they're telling the story. So yeah. let's not introduce tension there." Like Marge just shows up, like, "Yeah, we're having Lisa. That's why 
it's much more interesting with Maggie. They get actual tension out of it. Mm, of saying, like, yeah. we really don't need a third kid. Just watching this again, Homer seems, like, just happy with his life at this point, which is strange. Yeah, we yeah. don't actually see him at the plan or anything like that in this episode. I mean, the more children he has, the worse uh, money issues happen and the more mm. stressed out he gets. Children are the cause of problems. Yes. Sorry, Mom. Uh, mm-hmm. In this episode, this, this scene has, like, one of uh, another... I like to point these out, even though no one probably cares. Yeah. Uh, another super ADR conversation between Mark and Homer. Oh my god. The yeah. mother shabubu joke, which I think is stupid. Yeah. And it just like you could it's it's, it's cute. Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid we're going to need a bigger place. No, we won't. I've got it all figured out. The baby can have Bart's crib, and Bart can sleep with us until he's twenty-one. Won't that warp him? My cousin Frank did it. You don't have a cousin Frank. He became Francine back in seventy-six. Then he joined that cult. I think his name is Mother Shabubu now. That scene is just the same eight seconds yeah. twice. Mm-hmm. That's like, I guess they didn't really sell it for me. I think I think Shabubu is just like, you couldn't have tried harder. It seems like a joke from another show. It does, yeah. yeah. Oh, it really, it really reminded me of how they did it this year's, uh, this season, season four's mm-hmm. Treehouse of Horror, mm-hmm. of just like, that was a real vaudeville kind of setup. Like, you yeah. don't have a brother, you don't have a cousin Frank. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just now, it reminded me of the Frogert thing back and forth. There's similar, one that's even more feeling. like that in the next episode can for I, sure. Can I, I didn't research this, I meant to. I've always. Ever since I heard Bart sing Itsy Bitsy Spider, I tried to sing yeah. it like that. Is, is that a real medley that exists, this thing? Hey, Bart, want a dollar? Uh-uh-uh. You know what I want to hear? I'm a little teapot, short and stout. This is my handle, this is my spout. Itsy Bitsy Spider went up the water spout. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love that spout medley. <laughs> I, th- I think it's just Bart vamping. I think it like, is too. They gave Bart like a weird sort of Bobby Hillish uh, <laughs> zest yeah. for entertainment in these episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how he does like Cockney accents and mm-hmm. things like that. Like I feel like that's just an extension of and, Bart being weird. And this is again, this is this whole show is revelatory. I mean, this Talking Simpsons is a podcast. I love comparing how I was to Bart because I felt uh, rejected by a lot of people. I felt like a lot of people didn't like me, and it's just it's really interesting to go back and like I was really fucking annoying. <laughs> It wasn't just time. you, Chris. It was every little boy who was two. I think because like just this is this is this this is who I was. <laughs> I am so great. I am so great. Everybody loves me. I am so great. Honey, Everybody honey, loves me. Could you please be quiet? Quiet, 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 quiet. Bart, get out! I love banging pots and pans <laughs> together. I turned everything into a song. Um, I oh, give me this, give me that, like. Jesus. I mean, I, when I'm around kids that are this age, I mm-hmm. feel like a, like a good majority of them are like this. Are they? Yeah, I, I mean, know. I, public I places. Too many good Something kids. about, yeah, city kids, I think, are <laughs> But I quieter. was, Chris always says that he identifies with Bart on mm-hmm. this show. This is one of the episodes as a kid I most identified with Bart because... The Neville sibling? Yeah, yeah, I had, Bart's two years older than his little sibling. Mm-hmm. I'm three years older than my brother, but Me it was too. the same deal. Like, you're, you're smart enough to, you're conscious enough to be like i'm getting attention uh, I, i'm losing attention mm-hmm. to this kid i and you're but you aren't old enough to know 
that this is a person you'll be with for the rest yeah. of your life. You don't know it's important. You're just like, I don't like this new thing. I, I can say it now is because I always like, no, that's, I'm not jealous. I'm like, I totally was. <laughs> and oh, I yeah. never I never got over it. I always resented my sister. I'm the bastard who got, who got all the attention, and I yeah. still do. <laughs> yeah, but she Take that, sister. She was uh, <laughs> she was three years younger and an emotional little girl, and like, mm-hmm. you don't pick me up. I remember feeling like, well, you don't pick me up anymore. Fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't get the crib anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, and also... I was losing attention to him because he was a sick baby, and I, as a kid, I didn't know that was something I should feel empathy for. Mm. I was just like, you're clearly not paying attention to me. I don't care how much he has an ear infection every week. <laughs> and also, like, we were sharing a, a room at that point, so he never slept. He was always crying, which was, like, really sucky for them involved, uh. but... But as a three-year-old, I was just like, this sucks. This is the worst. What a bad... Let's take him back. <laughs> what I just remember is like a four-year-old, him still having it and watching the uh, the monkey detective show on Nick at Night. Uh, Lancelot Link. Lancelot Link. It's on reading. Hulu. It is... It. I, you want to make your show hold up? Have it star only monkeys. I was going to say, can, <laughs> it's great. Can you feel the animal abuse coming through the airways? Because uh, I haven't watched that show in twenty five years. Probably they, there's not a lot of like physical stuff though. It's just yeah. that thing where they're off screen. If you've ever seen behind the scenes and those monkey stuff, they just yell and use open their hands. Talk, 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 talk. <laughs> and like it's, it sounds really annoying, but that's how they train them. Knowing how vicious chimpanzees are, I wonder Ooh, how yeah. many people were mauled on that set. <laughs> oh my god, they can't start with people having their faces ripped off. <laughs> Bart's dropped off with Patty and Selma so mm-hmm. they can go house hunting, which leads to a really fun just series of visits to houses. And first off, Stinky Fish Real- Realty is a funny <laughs> name. It's an yeah. underrated joke name. And- with a name this bad, we have to be good. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is great. And this, what, this is one of my favorite. I would give this line of the show, but it's yeah. the visual gag that's one of my favorite jokes. Once you get used to the smell of melted hog fat, you'll wonder how you ever did without it. Mmm. <laughs> Hog fat. That quick cutaway to him at the in the, <laughs> the hog <laughs> hog plant factory, and they've got you smell that, and it just pans to Homer. For some <laughs> reason, Homer uh, smells worse than a rendering a rendering plant. In a rendering plant, Melee turn left at the rendering plant. <laughs> the the on the commentaries are even kind of bashful about it. Like we made him stupid, we made him fat, but we also had to make <laughs> him smell the worst. Uh, His worse hygiene has fat. been questioned for a long time. They kind of did that with Jay Sherman a little too. Yeah. Like he would become the stinkiest man ever, or the sweatiest, or the fattest. I mean, man. he was just a disgusting creature by the end yeah. of it on that show. That's why they had to walk it back some in the season two premiere of like we have to make him thinner, <laughs> funnier, less horrid to bigger him. eyes. Yeah, bigger I know eyes. how it feels. Uh, just those few times. I've gone to Japan in the summer. Yes. Oh, wow. I'm the fattest, stinkiest, most disgusting person Sweatiest, here. Yeah. too. Yeah. I'm gross. Well, that's a warning if you ever go to Japan and you're not, uh, and you're a white person, I'll just say, because you better pack deodorant because Japanese deodorant is not strong enough nope. for you. Like At least not the stuff you can buy in a convenience store. Also, a three-peat sea captain is back! They Three episodes love in a row. this dude, yeah. And this is the closest he's been to actually being on the sea in these three episodes. <laughs> First, he runs an all-you-can-eat fish place. Then he's Sons selling his cheese <laughs> shanties. This time, he's selling a houseboat. But technically, mm-hmm. it is chronologically his first appearance because this is 1984 sea, or 83 uh, Sea Captain wow. showing it. So. so they should have recognized him. It's like, wasn't that the guy who tried to sell us a houseboat and was killed by a shark? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, thought about him only because... <laughs> that's right. I never thought of yeah. that. Recently voted for the first time living in San Francisco for 10 years. Uh, we had to vote for the Harbor Master. Oh. Like, oh. <laughs> what wow. the fuck is a... Yar. I've always heard that. Yeah. I, Captain McAllister? <laughs> 
That's like uh, when you fill out your taxes, like, how many bulldozers do you own? <laughs> it's like, what? Why is this here? <laughs> Simpsons will be right back. It is rough raising kids like Bart and Lisa, whether they're talking or not, if you can't get a good night's sleep. And parents, you know how important a good night's sleep can be. Ha <laughs> ha, Talking Simpsons listeners. Thank God this episode is brought to you by Casper Premium Mattresses. That's right. Uh, Casper Mattresses combine high-density memory and premium latex foam to create a sleep surface that contours to your body and keeps you cool and balanced through the night. And you, guess what? You listeners right now can go to caspertrial.com slash laser time and get $50 towards any new mattress. And that's a big deal. One of the things that Casper is known for is that they've been trying to research and innovate all things on the science of sleep and in doing so have managed to produce a quality mattress at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. Ever been inside a big box store and seen a mattress for several thousand dollars? doesn't exist with Casper. Mattresses start at just $500 and are available in every size, twin to California King. Instead of having to pick up that mattress or find a friend with a pickup truck, Casper sends the mattress right to you. And guess what? You can try it for 100 because Casper offers a 100-night trial. Don't like it? Casper will refund your money, pick up the mattress and dispose it, and it'll be like it never happened at all. But if you're in the market for a new mattress and you want to save yourself a bunch of money, you might want to give Casper a shot. And once again, Talking Simpsons listeners, that is caspertrial.com slash laser time if you'd like to save $50 towards any mattress. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. Dude, I love corny old fucking fairgrounds. I mean, I do too, but like... Two-story arcades. I grew up in like so many <laughs> county fairs, state fairs. That's like, permanent. Um, but yeah, the fact that there were like two huge arcades yeah. still there and active and they were pretty full. Yeah. It's, even uh, though it was at times embarrassing because the most cr- the most crowded section was the iPhone games made into giant arcade oh. games. We saw some of those in Japan. I Can you guess what flash in the pan iOS hit from a year and a half ago Flappy has a, Bird has a gigantic arcade cabinet. Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird. Are you fucking There's kidding? There's a gigantic Flappy Bird arcade game that has one that you're monolith- guaranteed to lose on in monolithic button right in the middle <laughs> next to the Doodle Jump game next to a giant Coffin-sized candy crush machine. Holy shit! And it's like, what? It's on your phone right now. Yeah. Why would you spend more money? But now everyone can watch me play. God. Now, but now, now you get to live the cooldown time. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash lasertime, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. When they take them to the house that will end up being theirs, why did Stinky Fish Realty take them to one that's out of their price range? I thought he was keeping them in their price range in the rat's nest. Mm. And then he takes them to one that's out of their price range. 
Uh, not a good job there, stinky fish realty. <laughs> then we get to see Abe as Dude. less old, though he looks more old with the gray hair, I'd say. This is one of my favorite scenes in the whole episode. Uh, they can't afford the Simpsons house, the 742 mm-hmm. Evergreen Terrace, even though it's called, that's called another house next in episode. triple bypass 742 Evergreen yeah. Terrace is where Snake is hiding out. Yeah, uh, but uh, this is the Simpsons house, and they want to, they can't afford it, so Homer's got to come to Grandpa for the money. Dad, I have a problem. Why'd you come to me? I don't know nothing. I used to get by on my looks. Now they're gone, withered away like an old piece of fruit. (laughs) Are you done? No, not yet. I was voted the handsomest boy in Albany, New York. (laughs) Dad, I don't need advice. I need $15,000 to buy a home. Oh, well... All I own is this house that I built with my own two hands. You didn't build this house. You want it on a crooked 50s game show. I ratted on everybody and got off scot-free. High five. All right, son. I'll sell this dump and write you a check. Dad, first you gave me life. Now you've given me a home for my family. I'd be honored if you came to live with us. Thank you. So how long before you ship Grandpa off to the old folks' home? About three weeks. That's a good act break. We should really talk about such a mean act break. We laughed for so long. My Grandpa's pain and loneliness. Uh, we should really talk about the quiz show scandal, which yeah. became a movie two years later, right? It did. I, I just watched it. Oh, it, I never, I've never seen it's, it. It's really good. I watched it because it was the first year. I thought it was 96. I, think I read 94. Okay. Mm. Well, it was the first year I watched every Oscar-nominated mm-hmm. film, which I did for about 15 years straight. Or every Best Picture nominee. going to do it this year? Every, uh, it's ten, it's ten movies. Ah. It's so hard, yeah. man. I'll just steal more this time. There you but, go. So I knew about this after the episode, but I never heard of the quiz show scandal and yeah. how it killed quiz shows on like game shows on TV for like twenty years. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but Bob, what's the short for? Apparently, so there were two sixty-four thousand dollar game shows mm-hmm. on the air in the early fifties. One was Jesus. called the sixty-four thousand dollar question. One was called twenty-one. Mm. 21 was in the top 10, but they wanted to be as popular as the other $64,000 game show. I don't know why they chose $64,000. It's a weird amount to land on. Like the most money anyone could imagine. But um, it's still reference. I guess maybe maybe my parents like hmm. that's my the sixty one thousand dollars. I, I hear that a lot. Yeah. So this this uh, this twenty one game show wanted to be number one, and they landed upon a guy who could be the face of their show, like mm-hmm. a very charismatic, uh, esteemed professor. They kicked S- off John Turturro. Oh, who did, is that who we played? No, no, John Turturro was the guy. He 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 ratted everybody out. Okay, because he yeah. said he said like, he how do you know the- they're feeding you people the answers? Like. They gave me all the answers. Yeah, the loser mm-hmm. is the one who ratted the, the people out and, yeah. and you know well, he disgraced everybody. He was if, ugly. If the quiz show is is exactly true, he was their first chosen yeah. winner. Then they made him take a dive because they found a more handsome and photogenic Ray Fines, waspy a hole. Voldemort at his prettiest. And there was a there was another quiz show scandal with a, a future guest, Doctor Joyce Brothers, oh. who they tried to stop her from winning. By choosing questions outside of her field of knowledge, but she still won the $64,000 uh-huh. question. So this happened more than once. And like you said, Henry, this killed the format 
for about 15 years until mm-hmm. it came back again. I mean, we still don't have a trivia. I mean, just Jeopardy. That's it. Well, yeah. Yeah, I Jeopardy mean, is comes, like a 70s or 80s it, it thing. It comes right? in and out because, you know, it was pretty dead after the scandal. Mm-hmm. But then the 70s, they really came back. And one of my favorite things uh, to do when I had time to waste mm-hmm. was watching game old 70s things on the Game Show Network yeah. where they'd win like, you won $300. <laughs> Congrats. It's like, a du- it's like a double dare prize. I mean, if, you're, if you're my age, it is very easy to disappear appear into double dare yeah, yeah. you oh, know yeah. all the questions and you love all the products and so yeah <laughs> and, then in the 80s you know the uh, merv griffin mm-hmm. started things like wheel of fortune and, and jeopardy yeah. and then of course in the 90s we had who wants to be a millionaire and that, and that caused a mega boom of network yeah. not non-syndicated network game shows weakest link garden, 21 yeah. actually came back hosted by um connie chung's husband maury povich, maury maury povich. povich yeah. yeah but it's like now every reality game show has to to be rigged right i mean like this feels like a more innocent time when like uh, the tv lied to me oh god i think people i only remember this wasn't even recently uh the last comic standing mm. like the, some of the comics who went on like i thought i was voting for the comedian i i thought was the best and like no the producers have an idea of yeah who's gonna like, we who's want gonna this guy this. Yeah. we want this guy and it's it's still on the air and i think people know that and just don't care well and also a lot of the people on it are like managed by the same person yeah. who gets them <laughs> yeah, on it's the ultimately show. a show it's a joke factory that's what it's yeah. supposed to be yeah there's well, much i mean J- doug benson when he was on it joked about how like oh yeah it's a it's stupid like i'm kind of famous and i'm on the show mm-hmm. so so when they come back from the break mm-hmm. homer misremembers a, lo- a Lucy episode yeah. which I got that joke because I was watching old I Love Lucy's yeah. on there though I missed <laughs> I, I as a kid watching them all at the same time yeah. I preferred the Ricky episodes when she divorced Ricky and was just hanging out with Mr. Mooney. Like, Mr. Mooney's fun, but it's just not as, I don't know, him as a foil for her is just not as fun. Yeah, and we hear another Lucy show reference when uh, Oyster Lucy pops up in uh, the next season. <laughs> another <laughs> Jeff Martin episode. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this guy loves his Lucy. I like that they referenced the the more obscure Lucy uh, sitcom. Not I Love Lucy, but of course the, her voice is a lot funnier on the Lucy show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, ah. and, and Mr. Mooney later just becomes a character on the simpsons oh yeah yeah you're right i'm literally stalling before you can get to this part because this is so big yes uh, uh... <laughs> oh wait we do get to see the first time homer met ned and it was, yes the thing with the tv tray was great that homer immediately just steals his tv tray and then bart i am sure i was bart and todd in different scenarios where mm-hmm. a new kid was friendly to me i'm like me or I'm trying to be friendly to a new kid and I get shoved. I'm sure that. I was both of those. I love that Homer, that establishes Homer still driving around in his car from high school. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought and, he saw that guy. And it is weird continuity because Rod and Todd and Bart and Lisa are roughly the same age. Mm-hmm. Always have been. But Lisa is not born. And yeah. Rod and Todd are fully born. And they exist. Yeah, well, it's weird. And, and Todd is the same age as Bart. Mm-hmm. Me and Rod is older. So mm-hmm. it's more like... 12, 10, 8. I'm just ages, proud that somebody here knew the difference. They, they, go, they, tried they to don't make, know the difference. They tried to make the Flanders as corny as possible. They come into the house singing a Wizard of Oz song, and <laughs> Flanders has an I Love Webster t-shirt. Which shirt, I'm sure that shirt never existed. Yeah. Uh, no one he probably had it made it at the mall. Yeah. So kids, what do you want to play? Good Samaritan! <gasps> I get to clone the leper! Lucky! Supper time, boys! Oh boy, liver! Iron helps us play. Mm. That's my quote of the show. Mm. Is it? Uh, Iron helps us play. I I, I skip my. I've got so that joy, 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 joy down, down in my heart. heart. Down, down in my heart. God, to ow, stay. it's hard to listen to. And if the 
Jeff Martin claims that is a real song from Summer Bible Camp that he yeah. went to. Yeah, I've I never went to heard Summer it. Bible Camp, and the amount of songs I could rattle off for you. Wow. Joshua fought the Battle of Jericho. Jer- I've heard of that one, yeah. yeah but I, we, that's what we did. We sang these all the time. It's a real song. I think Pop-O-Matic should have become the standard for games. <laughs> like, you don't yeah. have to lose dice. They're yeah. right there. Yeah. It's fucking easy. see what I'm saying, Chipwitch. Yeah, I guess it's so. Easy. We have to get to the Olympics. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is like the D story. It's like we get <laughs> two scenes of it, really. Maybe yeah. three. I and don't they're know. my favorite, as you'll it's, see. It's great. It's great. But this is Krusty announcing a contest uh, involving the 1984. Yeah, Homer's Olympics. just watching Krusty, like mm-hmm. not with Bart. This is. I feel like it's Bart's first time he got to see Krusty, and mm-hmm. so. They don't even like spotlight it, but it is Bart falling in love with Krusty and yeah. making Krusty's hero. But Homer is just watching Krusty on his own. He's like, "Yeah, I have time right. I'm drinking a you beer, could, watching." We are watching Krusty. Bart discover Krusty. Yeah, yeah, it's in the clip. Hey, kids! <laughs> Summer's just around the corner, and Krusty Burger is the official meat-flavored sandwich of the 1984 Olympics. Krusty, funny. Duh. It's all part of our Krusty Burger Olympic sweepstakes. Just scratch off the name of the Olympic event on your game card, and if America wins a gold medal, you win a free Krusty Burger. Mmm, mmm, mmm. And cut. Blah. I almost swallowed some of the juice. I'll be tasting that for weeks. Great spot, Casey. Put a sock in it, preppy. How much are these free burgers going to cost me? Not to worry, Mr. K. We've rigged the cards. They're all in events that communists never lose. I like, I like. <laughs> this just came over the wires, Big K. Uh-huh. Soviet boycott. U.S. unopposed in most events. How does this affect our giveaway? Let's see. You personally stand to lose $44 million. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> How is Krusty reading from that paper? That, he can't read. That's my big one. In yeah. 1984, Damn. he's reading from that paper. Uh, $44 million in 1984 is $93 million in 2016. Just and there, there's a lot to unpack here. There is the Olympics boycott, and there's the um, the actual promotion this is uh, parodying. Yeah. Where do we want to start with well, this? Let's start I, with I don't know, boycott. because this is, this is sort of talking about I think three Olympics. Uh, well, no, maybe no. two. America sat out the 1980 Olympics. Yeah, and in response, or well, no, America the opposite. And 64 countries sat out yeah. the 80 Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And then Russia sat out uh, the or the USSR. Oh, sat in 84. out 84. Yeah, yeah. That really did happen. It no, was, no, they, they sat out 80 because it was in Moscow. Yeah, yeah. We, sat, we out sat out 80 and, and 64 countries. And America hated Jimmy Carter for doing that, among mm-hmm. many other things. Yeah. In 84, Russia cited uh, security concerns and quote-unquote chauvinistic sentiments and an anti-Soviet hysteria being whipped up in the United States. So 13 countries joined them in the boycott in 84. So completely wrong. We considered it revenge for 80 uh, Mm -hmm. because we would not go there and a bunch of people joined us. And uh, like I said, 13 countries joined the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. And it was really just like like a pissing contest between capitalism and communism, I think. But I'm just pointing this out now. Shun Fujimoto... Who finished the pommel horse with a broken leg in the rings? Oh, that happened in 1976. Okay, ah, but it's okay. clearly parodied in the 1984 Olympics. And they say yeah. he's Korean in this too. So yeah. they they obviously are not getting everything. Dude, right, he, but won, he won the team of gold with a broken leg. That's he crazy. didn't tell anybody. I, I remember watching so many documentaries about Olympians who, when they talk about the 81, it's just this sad thing of like. I could have had five gold medals, but Jimmy Carter stole it <laughs> one from me. Dude, I don't know how. I don't know how economically being an Olympian makes sense. Uh, you, tr- you try your best for four years. Maybe you make it. 
The hope is there is any money in it? You, the the hope is you'll get endorsements the rest of your life, or you'll be a coach, or talk to high school kids, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, talk well, to high school kids. Well, that's also why you. Uh, this really was seen in the 2016 Olympics, but it, it, it's in every Olympics. These people have worked their entire life to get gold. Mm. Silver is junk to them, and mm. there were ones like you saw that. In the wrestling, uh, I forget what country they were from. I, I believe Mongolia. Mm-hmm. They lost by like a point, and they by the judges. And the wrestler was so angry, he stripped down to his underwear and yelled at the judges. And, wow! And his coach did as well. Wow. Just like fuck you, you cheated what? us. Like the 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 re- the promotion Krusty is referencing. You, you you brought up medals, and I had to research which medal got you what. Hmm. Uh, this is a very real McDonald's promotion. Yeah, and they this, got it happened this, to them. They got screwed like Krusty. Burger got screwed. They ex- there was uh, the Russians. I think won a majority of the gold medals the previous mm-hmm. Olympics, um, and everybody just assumed they'd be back. Uh, and if you've seen Rocky Four, you understand what they were afraid of. Well, um, it was always America versus Russia, and mm-hmm. they they it was a place of war on that. Like that's why Russian basketball teams. They uh, so I watched this whole documentary about uh, Team Foxcatcher, which mm-hmm. they made the Korea Corel uh, Corel about. Movie. Uh, but the documentary is way better. In the documentary, it's amazing, and they talk about how American amateur wrestling could not touch communist pro- amateur wrestling because the communists would just find kids in school and just like, okay, your job is wrestler now. We yep. pay you to do this. Yeah, we grow you, you to do, do this. And while meanwhile, in America, in a capitalist society, there's no money in being an amateur wrestler. Yeah. So everybody who could be a gold medal winner is just like, well, I'm, what I'm going to be poor and a gold medal winner. <laughs> So that, so that guy, yeah. the DuPont, he's heir to the DuPont, yeah, DuPont. fortune, like just financed for years mm-hmm. Olympic, American Olympic wrestlers. Wow. Yeah. Until he went schizophrenic and shot them. Oh. And also oh. doing cocaine all yeah. the time. It was drugs, schizophrenia. That documentary is real weird because he's, he's filming himself, like yeah. talking about was this. Was it a triathlon? Because it would have been appropriate. Then. <laughs> well, and also, I'm sorry. And also buried, <laughs> buried homosexuality, too. There's a lot. Mm. Watch the team fought. Fox yeah, Catcher Doc that Netflix made. But this but is anyway. a, a very real McDonald's promotion. They, it's uh, it's going to blow your minds. If Yeah, here you go. Feel like you're part of the Olympic action. Play McDonald's when the U.S. wins, you win Olympic games. It's your event here. Boxing! If the U.S. wins, then I win. When the U.S. wins a medal in the event on your game card, you win a Big Mac. Or regular fries. Or regular Coca-Cola. Or win up to $10,000 instantly. So go to McDonald's and collect your game cards. Because when the U.S. wins, hey, you win. I'm in training. Wow. <laughs> so the, the rumor goes that McDonald's really was taken aback by this. And I I don't know if I necessarily buy it that there were Big Mac shortages. If the U.S. won gold in the uh, the uh, event on your card, mm. you got a Big Mac. If they won silver, you got a small fries. <laughs> and if you got uh, they got bronze, you got a like a, a medium Coke. This is not that big an expense. And so in terms of what a promotion is, do you go into McDonald's to get a drink? <laughs> no, you're probably going to end up buying a, a burger with a nice little markup from McDonald's. You don't McDonald's. just get fries either. Yeah, but yeah. They, they might was, just get a big there were, But it, it, they, the promotion wasn't, was not supposed to go this way, mm-hmm. and it, people have, recorded it, uh, have reported it as like the, one of the biggest marketing disasters ever. I would say this is exactly what they wanted. A, a, a huge a swath of people going into McDonald's to get one product. You hmm. don't need one product at McDonald's. Well, I wonder. They, yeah, but I mean, they didn't want to give stuff away for free. Mm. Like this is why you don't see companies 
do things based on something they can't control. Mm. Like they can't control sports though. Well, I say that though they, they do that in pizza. I think mm. it's Papa John's does it of if this team get, if, Every time there's no hitter, we give away free pizza for like two hours. Mm. I, I've seen that. No, it was Domino's did that because it's buy one yeah. sub, get one free at Subway day to day. Oh, I don't want to alarm no, anybody. Really? You want to cut this out early? I don't want a disgusting sandwich. <laughs> you, want, you sure? You don't want that cold cut trio? Well, 16 flavors of bologna? Well, there's free <laughs> pancake day at, at uh, IHOP every year, True. too, that, which like, oh boy, I can stand in line for two hours to get $8 of pancakes there, for free. There were reports of Big Mac shortages yes. because there were too many oh, like U.S. Golds ones. That's, uh, that's how Jeff Martin reported it, too. I, I In my Twitter research of reading what Jeff Martin tweeted about this episode, he said there were Big Mac bun shortages. They were giving away too many that's is how he Especially recalled that, it that sweet sweet middle bun it's the hardest to find <laughs> i wish uh the woman who told crusty the bad news is like this came out of the wire case uh big k that should have been miss penny i candy. agree they dropped the ball there they, but, but i love that he's called both casey and big k like <laughs> fucking it was cute but one last thing about this commercial there's there's something about the sincerity and warmth yeah. of 80s commercials that, that make mcdonald's seem like a nice place no, to go I, like i, I want to go to mcdonald's I wrote that, an article for halloween about the, the top five mcdonald's Halloween promotions because national annual traditions there are a few Halloween national annual traditions outside mm. of Great Pumpkin and McDonald's a fucking haunted McNugget commercial oh, yeah, aired that. for <laughs> 10 years oh no uh, wonder I remember I, it yeah, uh, yeah you, you Happy Meal pails and like I have I realized I don't I hate McDonald's it has a very horrible effect I'm ethically and biologically opposed to McDonald's if I eat it I get hurt mm. um but I, I have so many pleasant memories associated with not only their characters and their food and their play places and their toys, and but their commercials, their marketing as well. Yeah, mm. no, they're gaudy oh, storytelling. And if you yeah. hadn't seen these commercials, they're all like chubby adults acting like Olympic athletes. They're shot yeah. very comedically and just nice, pleasant, very pleasant. The mom was knocking out a boxer. Yep. But yeah, I, I found them pleasant. They made me want to open up a styrofoam container and eat <laughs> McDonald's. Like, yeah. yeah. A and, big row of M's. Oh man. So uh, this, this, this leads to what is, it's my favorite line of the show, but I finally got to the bottom of something. I've oh, been dying. Cool. I've been dying. So I'm just going to give this the line of the show. That's the joke. Oh, doctor, we are seconds away from the hundred meter butterfly. And with the East German, <laughs> Women shaving their backs 9,000 miles away. The Americans are heavy favorites. Patience, my pet. And the Americans jump out to an early lead. <laughs> Although we should point out that many of the other women represent countries that don't have swimming pools. Boo hoo! You're breaking my heart. <laughs> so the real winner of the 100 meter butterfly oh, in 1984. Uh, was a gold won by America, Mary Terstegi Mager won it with a time of Easy, fi- buddy. fifty nine <laughs> seconds, uh, fifty nine point two six seconds, and uh, she was at the time a record holder in the women's uh, one hundred meter. So that that's that's the fact there. Uh, oh, also we we did skip past. We heard it earlier. Mm-hmm. The clown bed yeah. is one of the most beautiful moments in the series that I feel like. 
our generation all joked about scary clowns. I felt like it started with this. Like, yeah. can't sleep, clown, leap me. Yeah, I was, I was always afraid of clowns, like, by yeah. default. Mike Reese, it's based on Mike Reese's dad building him a clown bed that terrified him as a child, too. But we're, we are entering in that weird era of shitty baby boomers who are buying our kids things that we like. Mm. I think we are, we are two April Fool's, think geek April Fool's days away from this crib being for sale. <laughs> I mean, this, oh, God, you're right, this Chris. Yeah. generation of kids they could grow up in like 20 years they'll say Ugh, remember when dad dressed me up in a fucking tauntaun costume I was forged in irony <laughs> <laughs> Mike Reese is saying about clowns was kids are scared of them and adults think they're stupid so what the hell good are they yeah so there's, there's I agree there's some things I, this is all personal bluster Harry Shearer as the commentator he makes me laugh so much yes boo hoo you're breaking my heart <laughs> uh, but not just that I re- we recently did an episode on the Olympics one of the, the tragedies involving the 1980 Olympics uh, Steve the guy who created Tron created mm. a little movie called Animal Olympics that me oh, and my friends uh, yes. loved uh, growing up, and they made it uh, in the early se- in the late seventies to premiere for the 1980 Olympics because they canceled the Summer Olympics. No one got to see the second half of Animal Olympics until like it finally made the rounds to HBO. Independent people helped finance it, but it's this lost movie, just owned by no one. It's free; <laughs> you can free to, free to watch on YouTube. But what it contains here is one of my favorite finds. Uh, Harry Shearer was just an actor, uh... and he but in Animal Olympics. In all creatures, great and small, there resides the spirit of athletic competition. From the heights of Mount Animalympus, the flame begins its journey through the four corners of the animal kingdom, bringing with it drama, joy, and sorrow, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. And now, live via satellite, Animal Olympics. Love that music. I don't uh, know if it's a Keith Jackson, Keith Jackson, or Vince Scully impression. I got to the bottom of it. Ooh, okay. So that's why Good. I feel. Thank you for indulging me for Animal Olympics. I think it's great. You can watch it anytime on YouTube. I wrote a big article on it uh, during the Olympics. Uh, Animal Olympics, the forgotten cartoon about animals in the Olympics. Um, <laughs> it was really fun to write. But yeah, if it wasn't for Animal Olympics and the Olympics. Harry Shearer as a voice actor might not have happened. Oh, wow. And yeah. so, like, he, he, that's the opening of the film, narrated by Harry Shearer and his Kent Brockman uh, newscaster announcer voice. Uh, so what I finally want to get to the bottom of that, Jesus Christ, I'm plugging too much stuff. <laughs> we had a trailer for our Fantasy Fight series, season two, we called it, mm-hmm. um, that goes up every Sunday on YouTube.com slash LazerTime, where we pit different IP against each other in within the engine and custom, custom character creation of WWE 2K17. Uh, we use the Animal Olympics song. But I, beautiful. I use an I use an announcer voice the entire time and always open up with O Doctor, and so I, I I have Googled this for years. Thank God Google has gotten better because I've never been able to find anything. Uh, I finally did. It's a shitty clip, but this is, it is Red Barber, um, Red Barber, a man named Red Barber, a famous announcer who. And this is a clip, and I cannot believe this exists from the 1947 World Series. Joe DiMaggio wow. hits the ball almost out of the park. You can barely hear it. It's a long one. Deep in the left center. Back for Jean Pito. Back, 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 back. He makes a one-handed catch against the bullpen. Oh, 
That O Doctor originates in 1947 by a man named Red Barber. He's a very famous baseball announcer. I don't think the writers know that. They keep citing Keith Jackson. Maybe Harry Shearer knows it, but I don't think they do. O Doctor, I I did my best to get to the bottom of it. His wiki page now attributes it to Red Red Barber. Red Barber, not Barker. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I'm retiring from the show. Thank you very much. Uh, We're we're digging so deep. Mm -hmm. Now, they worked hard to get things accurate to 1984, but... Uh-oh. An hour-long episode of Mammoth's Family would not have aired in the summer of 1984 because the show <laughs> the show ran for for two seasons into from 82 to 84, canceled in 84. April was its last episode oh. in 84 and was renewed in first run syndication in 86 mm-hmm. with basically only three of the actors brought back. And yeah, I don't know no why. Panahan. I yeah. love this show. I've watched I the lo- entire run probably six or seven times. I love and like we just bought an over-the-air antenna. Had no idea in San Francisco I was going to get 70 channels. Uh, <laughs> Mama's Family is on pretty frequently, and there is not a moment that I flip through it and, yes. It must be the cheapest I, show ever now. Here's the thing, though. My question is, like, uh, Homer has to go take March to the hospital. Mm. He's happy that an hour long I, Mama's Family is going to be on. Is he happy he's going to miss it, or is he, yeah, does he think he's going to watch it? Let's, I don't, yeah. let's, let's listen to it. Homie, I think the baby's coming. Wow, a baby and a free burger. Could this be the best day of my life? Coming up next, an hour-long episode of Mama's Family. Yes. <laughs> I think Homer would enjoy Mama's Family. And no, that, that and I'm fine with. You want to know the real anachronism here? What's that? Because we watched, I bought the over-the-air antenna, Jesus, for the Olympics, because my girlfriend wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have Sling. The Olympics was covered on NBC, NBC Sports, fucking Bravo. Uh, so, like, I went and tried to research, how did one channel air the Olympics mm. when all these events are happening simultaneously live? And it was, you wouldn't break the Olympics for, for an episode, a double ep- episode of Mama's Family? Yeah. That would never happen. So, yes, I'm just saying, in 2016, it took at least five channels to cover most of the Olympics. Well, the reason that Mama's Family joke is in there is is because it felt like just time filler, You're or right. they didn't like another joke they had. Yeah, because they only mouth them going, yes. Homer's <laughs> mouth movement of, is this the greatest day of my life, seemed off, too. Yeah, and I didn't catch that. And the, the him saying an uh, hour-long episode of Mama's Family is reused animation from later in the episode. Right, When yeah. he talks about boxing. So it's just a Frankenstein together scene. I'd love to know what the original joke was yeah, in that place. That kills me. I mean, it's funny to make fun of like someone would be excited about Mama's Family, <laughs> a show which no one had any probably any happy feelings about in '92. It's like I, th- it, I think I loved it immediately because it, it, it's a woman who's clearly not an old lady. Yes, yeah, and it's it's very broad, mm-hmm. and, it, and she's the star. She was the original Medea, yeah. <laughs> the <She> white Medea, <laughs> <laughs> except not in drag. I mean, she was like it was like a woman in drag. Yeah, though. Yeah, right. yeah, she's she's from Vicky Lawrence, Vicky Lawrence, yeah. Vicky Lawrence doing her kind of Carol Burnettish impersonation, and oh like, yeah, and it actually came from a very depressing made-for-TV movie, like a extremely dark comedy. Yes. Um, mm. I think it was named after the family. If you look it up, you'll find yeah. it. But you can watch it all on YouTube. It's like a very dark and sad like comedy. Yeah, but they lightened it up as the seasons went on. Yeah, uh, it, here we go. And but Lisa is born. It's another really old reference that I never got until. I bother to look into it. Little Lisa, oh. I've already started you a college fund at Lincoln Savings and Loan. According to this magazine, Bart might be jealous of her. Yeah, well, Bart can kiss my hairy yellow butt. So, wait, once extreme. again, I think you mentioned that uh, 
the Simpsons acknowledging their skin color to our yeah, eyes, yeah, yellow again. butt. Yeah. Um, but, but savings and loans, that oh joke God. had to be explained to me in 1992. I, I had to ask my dad, because I, like, I have re- like somewhat recent, the last few years, fallen in love with watching It's a Wonderful Life at least three times mm-hmm. over the holidays. And savings and loans are good in, in the In the movie, savings, the savings and loan is the hero. It's the bank that's awful and like... Mm. Holy shit! There's there was a difference. And yeah. My dad had to explain it to me. There's a lot of nuance that we're missing now. But the savings and loan were essentially ruined mm. by Lincoln savings and loan because the government it was ended central up... to the Keating Five, yeah. which uh, defrauded hundreds of millions of dollars. Which compared to the Big Short is nothing. It's yeah. just like oh, hundreds of millions of dollars in 1983 money. Yeah. Or sorry, this all broke. This all like went bust. Went tits up in '89. Yeah. yeah. So that's the joke: is that Homer invested all of his money in a place that is going to go bankrupt, and they, the, the government is going to have to bail out. This is referenced in Homer at the bat. The signs in the stadium, some of them say uh, Springfield Savings and Loan, scandal-free since 91 or since, like, 90 <laughs> or something like that. So they, they like this joke. And I also, I, I think it was somewhat uncomfortable for me to ask about it in 92 because my dad had worked, I would later find out, my dad had worked at a savings and loan mm, in the 80s oh. doing the, that probably was engaged in some of these practices. Yeah, it was a savings and loan that was, uh, I think, bought out eventually by a construction agency. So the very place <laughs> it's supposed to provide homes for people is bought by the, and, and I don't know exactly what happened, but it says it went bankrupt in 1989, more than 21,000 mostly elderly investors lost their life savings. The uh. total came to about two. Two hundred and eighty-five million dollars, largely because uh, investors held securities backed by the parent company. The uh, only I learned wow. about it some in the mid two thousands because a Bush family member was uh, a, a major part of it. But I forget which one, and people brought up how wait a Bush family member was responsible for this like horrible thing, and he got a slap on the wrist while his yes. dad was vice president or whatever. Everything or, Hillary is being accused of doing with her emails, George W. Bush did. And All everything uh, Martha Stewart went to jail for, George W. Bush did. That never happened, Chris. Yeah. That whole, that whole <laughs> my bad, my eight bad. Eight years never happened. My bad. We can't count it they anymore. They choose to forget it, too. Yeah. Like, they prefer, like, Republicans would prefer to not mention him, but not their current candidate still just, either. I still, it's going to be over by the time this airs. But I still, oh, God. I oh, hope yeah, so. Happy, yeah, this will be happy election night. Yeah. Um, but, oh, should I, well, you know what? I want to hear, if you want to talk to me about emails, please speculate what you think is in them first. Because it's, if it's just <laughs> that they're emails... And every president did it after Clinton did it. Doesn't really. What am I talking okay. about? Speaking <laughs> of politics, oh, here we go. Mondale to heart. I, yeah, I, I was hoping. I knew. I had faith one of you guys would get this. I didn't. I, do I got it. I, did, yeah. I saved this newspaper from the day Lisa was born. Mondale to heart. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? What the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Where's the beef? No wonder he won Minnesota. <laughs> I was like Bart in this of like, I don't know these names of people. I knew Reagan had been president. I was mm-hmm. aware of that. But how would you know the person who was historically lost really badly Mondale to Mondale and Hart? Mondale was the one who ended up with it. Like he ended up being the, the Democratic nominee. So this moment they're talking about, which I actually was shocked to find out was a real thing that happened. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a joke they made it wasn't up. a reference to a Wendy's commercial. It still it, is. It, it still, was a reference yeah. to a Wendy's Sorry, but the Simpsons joke wasn't just a reference. No, no, it was in in uh, the Democratic primary. Mm -hmm. They had uh, you know a debate between all of them. Even back in 1984, they did that. Mm -hmm. Except they're all sitting down, and it's a lot. It's a little more relaxed, (laughs) Uh, like a Dick Cavett show, just smoking cigarettes, answering questions. They might as well be, yeah. (laughs) And as as I recall the story, Gary Hart was actually the early favorite until he was in like a boating sex scandal, which makes grabbing by the pussies look. It's nothing compared to grabbing. But why have a boat? He just had a mistress. That was was, yeah, like oh, a consensual mistress. (laughs) 
cool. <laughs> but anyway, so that that tanked his that tanked his thing, and it ended up with uh, Mondale in charge. But mm-hmm. so this was the this was March eleventh, nineteen eighty four. During the uh, during the debate, there's this moment. When I hear your new ideas, I'm reminded of that ad. Where's the beef? Yeah. <laughs> If you let's keep going, you know. He was so proud of himself over that awful joke. He got a huge laugh at a debate. Yeah. I, uh, he just like smiled to himself immediately after that. I, I cut it because I, I started it earlier. There was like five seconds of him stammering to say, "You know this, you know, you know that, you know, that, you know, you know," like because he's he's got that in the pocket the like, whole time. He's like, say it. "When Gary Hart mentions this plan, I'm going to ask him where's the beef, and it'll be huge." Homer wow. chuckles about uh, where's the beef when he gets the um, yeah. honor roll sticker when he goes to yeah. the PTA but and uh, and like we should explain what that is it's a Wendy's commercial from the early 80s an the old Simpsons woman is referencing a reference yeah <laughs> an, old, an old woman demands to know where the beef is when she gets a lousy burger at a different yeah. burger chain because Wendy's will have more meat on their burgers and where you will get you will get more meat on a burger at Wendy's compared to McDonald's anybody wants to know I worked at both uh, so yes, you absolutely. I was not skilled enough to work at Wendy's because of how hard it was to make their burgers. <laughs> they're square. What do I do? You're, I but love not, them square. You burgers. think they're square because they come out of a factory assembly line? No, you have to. You have to you physically make it square. Wow. Square them. Keep it square, square them burgers. And so, if that was the newspaper on Lisa's birthday. Mm-hmm. That was on March 11th, but at night. So the that would have been printed in March the next day's 12th. paper. So Lisa's birthday, by my deduction, mm-hmm. is March 12th, 1984. But if it, it happens coinciding with the Olympics... It's in Seemingly July or August. Event. Unfortunately, yeah. Lisa is still eight years old, so none of this matters. Well, maybe the Springfield. <laughs> then again, if I was if I was to make this up, the Springfield Gazette misprinted that in July for some reason. <laughs> they would have just had a line where Homer said, "I can't believe they printed that old. They reprinted that old newspaper in July." <laughs> Lisa's reaction to getting kissed by Patty, just the like the one eye can't open, it's sealed shut it by the lipstick. lipstick. Yeah. So gr- I hope that's the album art. And uh, okay, you asked for it. And uh, I did love the repetition of phrases. They shouldn't have done it twice, but mm-hmm. I think it's overshadowed because Monorail in two episodes will or three episodes will do that better. Mm-hmm. You know that the repetition of old lines. And oh, I love <laughs> Krusty's on-air response to people yes. using his promotion. Yes, Welcome back end. to the final day of this, the twenty-third Olympiad, brought to you by Krusty Burger. You people are pigs. <laughs> I personally am going to spit in every 50th burger. I like those odds. Homer's <laughs> <laughs> on board. So, uh, Eating couple, clown spit. A couple more Olympic facts here. Mm-hmm. Dredrick Tatum wins the yeah. gold in this, but in reality, the American that won the heavyweight boxing gold was Henry Tillman, mm. who did not have a very good professional career after that. But Olympic boxing is bullshit anyway. Why? Well, this happened in 2016 as well. There's this amazing footage, look it up, of Irish fighter clearly won oh but the the russian judge was like no nah, no nah, or just people uh, who were friendly to the other nation mm-hmm. voted judge them as a winner and he just immediately threw off his shirt gave the double bird to the mm-hmm. judges and was just on the on the mic uh, in an interview going like i'm swearing i don't fucking care but this is all fucking bullshit it's all fucking rigged and, I, and i'm gonna have an awesome career anyway so fuck the olympics wow Seriously, uh, like we're about to leave the olympics behind uh watching this again i was a little uh con- concerned like can they say the olympics this much they never showed the rings yeah. but i wonder if the, they were not Olympic, as litigious back then. Yeah, maybe. Are they that though. litigious now? 
Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Big time. They, Why would you want to keep people from talking? I never The Olympics, that. do you know how much, I mean, of course you know, Chris, yeah, yeah, how, yeah. they just destroy whatever city yes. they go to. Yeah. It's, it's like a horrible organization. A really slow Godzilla. Yeah. And I mean, this year you saw you saw people get their Twitter account suspended because they- Oh, tweet, for gifts. Like, just gifts. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you stole this gift. Uh, you that was NBC, though. Uh, it could have been NBC, but they're doing that as part of the Olympics. I'm sure like, the Olympic Committee is enforcing it. And, like, that's and I love the jokes in this episode of- the official blank of the Olympics, mm-hmm. the official blank, which is still a it's thing now. absolutely a thing, yeah. Uh, also in the 84 Olympics in boxing, Evander Holyfield was supposed to get the silver but got screwed by a shitty judge again and he <sighs> ended up with bronze. And Real deal with the bronze? <laughs> I'm not going to accept that shit. And uh, also the line, Carl Lewis, I could kiss you. <laughs> that That is a uh, reference to a 1984 Carl Lewis, the uh, the hot, most golds won ever by an mm-hmm. American in running. And he did it. He tied it, but it didn't get him a ton of money. Like, mm-hmm. and he, he had to do it again in 88 to uh, become. Is that, is that the record Usain Bolt just beat? I think so. Mm. I think so. But that's also watch the 30 for 30 9.79 asterisks. Because it it shows you that Carl Lewis is a piece of shit. Because he, <laughs> uh, the short version of it is in the '88 Olympics, Carl Lewis was definitely going to win. He's like, "This is my year. I'm getting it." And he he tried to undermine his competing runners as much as he could, including ratting out another runner for using steroids, which he was. But the secret was that everybody was using steroids, and they would be sued if they said it outright in the film. But they all but say mm. Carl Lewis was absolutely doing human growth hormones and mm-hmm. steroids doing it they just can't prove it and he's a fucking liar who's killed some other guy's chances Sabotage. look at him run <laughs> and also that he's like a closet case that also is ah, the closest thing they say cool. there but so i don't have much respect for so Carl wigan Lewis could anymore. kiss him conceivably yeah and we, like it so we got wow i cannot believe we got an hour to this uh yeah. but uh bart I, looks so sinister when he's pulling out those shears uh, the the clippers yeah to cut a lot of great Lisa's visual head. gags that don't work in audio form but i love his relationship with lisa oh it's sweet. Yeah, very sweet to get rid of her um, just throwing her out in in not a cartoon mm-hmm. two-year-old throwing out a, <laughs> a, a two-month-old into the street or into a mailbox into a mailbox that's yeah. a tragedy it suggests like, <laughs> some, one of the most white trash shitty parents i can possibly they, imagine they should be in jail that's yeah. two be, that's two two Mar- toddlers are like unattended marge is the stay-at-home mom too mm-hmm. like it's, what are you doing marge yeah you're a failure as a mother marge um but this is still a wonderfully sweet scene I liked it when it was me, Mom, and Homer. You wrecked everything. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Bart. What did you say? Bart? Suffer and succotash. You can talk. <laughs> Mom, Dad, she can talk. Say it again, Lise. Bart. Bart, 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 Bart. I'm her first word. Well, I'm not surprised. Lisa's crazy about you. She thinks you hung the moon. Wow. Lisa. Can you say mommy? Mommy. Can you say David Hasselhoff? <laughs> David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Can you say daddy? Homer. No, sweetie. Daddy. Homer. Don't! <laughs> <laughs> Love Lisa's expression. The quizzical expression when she asks him to say daddy. Yeah, I, Yardley's baby voice is so yeah, great. It's very cute. cute. I, it's, it, it is a heartwarming moment to see that Lisa liked Bart and they had a friendship at that point. And, and also, uh, Jeff Martin had this to say about the David Hasselhoff line. Mm-hmm. Jeff Martin uh, tweeted this. 
I met Dave Hasselhoff a couple of years ago. When he found out I wrote this one, he hugged me. Aww, and yes, huh. he smelled good. Oh, I bet he would. <laughs> I guess we missed the through line of this episode is that Bart would not call Homer daddy. Lisa will not, not call Homer daddy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've been explaining a lot of references I think need to be explained. So Yeah, daddy is not her word anyway, and she should not try to take it from oh, marginalized geez. groups. That's a reference no to, what you're talking that's about. Daddy is problematic. A joke. Yeah. yeah, but... Fuck, forget it. That's our word. So, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. How Let's, did this happen? I mean, uh, was she they, in, in, they wanted a famous person to be the voice of it. Just and say just one say word. one word. And that there was the reaction of like, that's it. Like, what? What did they think she would say? Like, yeah. it was really, it was a really sweet. It's a good because it, it, the Bart not saying that, like calling Homer Homer, mm. was already established, right? Yeah. And He'd been calling him Homer the whole time. Yeah. But in another episode. In other, other episodes, episodes, yeah. He's Homer, homeboy. Homer. Yeah. So he, his children have not called him daddy ever. So it's a good pay. Yeah. It's a really good payoff yeah. if I you mean, think of it like that. it's. It, I mean, Lisa calls him dad, dad more often. Yeah. But, but daddy. Yeah. No one will call him dad. And it was never a first word. And it's something he's been denied his whole life. And, and, so, and still is being denied. Yeah. Because I believe Maggie has spoken on several occasions yeah, but this is the first time. This is the first time, but nobody was around to hear it. If a tree falls in the woods, blah 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 blah. I'm going to say her, screw the movie for for her first this. observed word is sequel. Yeah, yeah. I hate that joke. Yeah, it happened yeah. before that, and in, in multiple other episodes. Yeah, but they were dream sequences, right? I don't think so. I mean, I, I have. It's they go, they go into like a ten year span of the Simpsons that I have not seen. Mm. Um, no, I'm talking was, about before this, though. No, before this, this was her first said word out loud. But what I didn't know until doing the research of this was the trouble of getting her to say daddy. <laughs> I had not had you heard this before, no. Bob? Um, well, the commentary says it's like she was too sexy saying yeah, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, so Because it's like one of the world's most beautiful daddy. women. Yeah, Elizabeth it's, Taylor, we said that? Elizabeth yeah. Taylor, okay, yeah. And she had to re-record it many times. And so uh, I'm just going to read straight from the wiki here. Several sources, including John... O- or Ortveds, uh, the Simpsons history article in Vanity Fair, have reported that Taylor had been made to repeat the li- uh, to repeatedly record the line. She said "fuck you" to series creator Matt Groening and wow. stormed out of the studio. Groening recounted the event on his 1994 appearance on Conan O'Brien and was also quoted by the New York Daily News in 2007 saying, "We did 24 takes, but they were always too sexual." Finally, Liz said "fuck you" and walked out. <laughs> However, Grading later denied the story in the DVD commentary for the episode Gup Roast, while Gene stated in a piece after Taylor's death that Taylor had said, fuck you in jest, and in Maggie's voice, and did not storm out. Okay. So, it was a comical fuck you. Perhaps. Yes. Mm. Uh, but they double dipped with her. They're like, well, if you're saying daddy, could you stick around and record like three more lines for our star, yeah, our Starmageddon episode of oh, Gabbo? Right. Yeah. I've got to fire that agent, I think is what she said. Good. Which which those those jokes make more sense if you know she had already been on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This episode is running long, but I have a bombshell to draw. Please, Bill. I'm I'm dying right now. No, I'm I'm just actually sick. It's okay. But this is a bombshell. It's gonna. I'm gonna start with a call to action. Go out, edit the wikis, edit IMDb because I discovered something and I thought I was (gasps) crazy because I thought I imagined it. So if you go back to the Thanksgiving episode, I think I misremembered. It's like, oh, Carol Kane, the actress Carol Kane. She played Andy Kaufman's girlfriend in Taxi. She played Grandma in the Addams Family movies. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, she does the voice of Maggie in the dream sequence. It's your fault I can't talk. Um, I watch the episode again. There's no credit. I go to the Google and I type in Carol Kane Simpsons. Nothing comes up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how did I, did I imagine this? I, I must have just imagined it. Listening to the commentary, 
Uh, Matt Groening just lets it slip out all the people who voice Maggie. She was he's like Elizabeth Taylor, Carol Kane. He's like going through wow. them. This is not documented anywhere. So I command our listeners <laughs> go out, populate the internet wow. with this information. Carol Kane voiced Maggie in Bart versus Thanksgiving. I know it's certain because Matt Groening said so. That wow. is my bombshell. Why would she go uncredited? It's so weird. And, it's, yeah, I mean, sign is, a contract this is, or something. This is, Bob, that is one of the, my favorite parts of my job. If you <laughs> think the internet has done all the research on things, you are so fucking wrong. Oh, yeah, please give us credit, by the way. And Cite it, us. Yeah. Digging, digging into stuff like this and finding something the yes. internet isn't reporting as common knowledge is the, my favorite part of my job. This was the era of Sam Edick. This mm. is the era of no Penny Marshall being credited, no Michael Jackson being credited. So it's conceivable Carol Kane might know. Uh, of course, of course, she knows uh, um, Jim's, Jim Brooks she, yeah. and Sam. Yeah, and Sam uh, Simon. Sam, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, she worked like she was. I won't say discover, but she her most famous well role utilized. to that point was on that. Like, yeah. Maybe Scrooge now. Great. So great what about on uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Man, oh yeah, that's, oh yeah, her. I love her. In, uh, mm-hmm. She yeah. is quite the monkey cheese joke machine. On yeah, that. but please go out and tell the world this important fact about uh, the Simpsons. I, I command you, that's as amazing. our listeners. I never Somebody knew that here. I didn't either. Yeah, I, how, why do you think you knew that to begin with? I heard the commentary several times. Okay. I just filed it away in my brain, but it never showed up anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It just like is mentioned in like one second on a commentary as they're like wrapping up. Yeah, so want to be a big expert? Ugh. Read one book, listen to a commentary. You'll know more. I'll also 90, have have no people. life until you're like 30 like me and then you'll be fine <laughs> hey this is the life we've chosen <laughs> yes it's true so thank you so much for listening to this the longest episode of Talking Simpsons on to record I mean like we had to explain every reference uh, I don't think we're going to go on as long after this so don't worry if you're getting uh, tired of us talking I mean, but I don't think real one, I think uh, might be longer people are just like make them longer make them longer and I'm like I don't know if they're I pretty tired of, uh, of hearing us complain that it's getting too long yes uh, that. that's a running uh, complaint on our show I guess but yes thanks for joining us I've been your host Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I also wrote write for Fandom, powered by Wikia. Uh, you can find that at Fandom.com, and I write for SomethingAwful.com, and I have another podcast called Retronauts. It's a classic gaming podcast. You can find that every week at Retronauts.com or USGamer.net. That's every Monday. I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. I'm also on Fandom.com, powered by Wikia, and uh, you can see all my thoughts on Twitter as well, but I also am still very much involved in the Laser Time Podcasting Network, which this is a part of which was made possible by patreon.com slash laser time which is home to the entire first season of talking simpsons as well as the season two and three wrap up and tons of other great stuff cheap podcast a billion movie full-length movie commentaries which are really fun we do those live with the community mm-hmm. um and of Cartoon course commentaries as well indeed and, and recently on uh, my pet monster the movie commentary oh. you're welcome everyone <laughs> beautiful somebody asking do it. for that and um, just five dollars a month will get you access to it, much of it that is what helps finance us to do this ads don't pay shit um <laughs> it's it's it we are almost entirely listener supported we cannot thank you enough oh yeah and please review us on itunes i don't think yeah. we say that enough we we don't have enough reviews for how many listeners we have yeah. i think so yeah. just get out there spend five minutes let people know you like the show we'd really appreciate it i yeah. think we deserve more credit and a little money sometimes <laughs> <laughs> um and, and lasertimepodcast.com it's where all this stuff lives it's, it's your giant hub for everything we're doing um if you didn't see it i did post that thing about uh the oprah's one weird appearance on the show that's oh. on that's on the site it's worth watching uh hank was just on the he not only video game apocalypse yes. to talk about jesus for some reason you knew everything about titanfall and call of duty it was uh, weird <laughs> position to be in <laughs> it, but we you're on a recent laser time about wizards in pop culture oh. and a talk about Doctor Strange wow. uh-huh. thank you so much for listening folks we'll be back next week with Homer's Triple Bypass see you then
infotainment. I hope you never say a word. <laughs> <laughs>